I feel this way about you that's both like painful and beautiful and I'm just using it to create art and it's it's good for everybody then. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, a podcast where you get to listen in on some of my most interesting and personal conversations. I'm Sarah Samuel, and today we're talking about muses. Before I get into today's episode, I want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening to this podcast. Your positive feedback is extremely valuable to me, and I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate your support. Also, just wanted to give you guys a heads up that there may not be an episode next week. I've been taking a break from recording conversations because the last bunch of episodes have been super vulnerable for me, and I've needed to recalibrate, to reflect, and to rest. While I live to spill my heart out and air my curiosities and my challenges and my learnings, it's not always easy, and I need some time to go inward. I've learned a ton over the past few months, and I've had incredible breakthroughs, and I just need some time to process. This next episode is with Nikki Carnarius, a friend from high school and an artist and, as you'll see soon, an expert on muse-artist relationships. I've been hoarding this episode for a long time, since my early episodes of asking people what it meant to them to be an artist, but then we got into all that work stuff, so it didn't seem like the right time to put this out. But now I'm so happy to say that you'll get to hear it, and I hope you love it as much as I do. Wait, (laughs) you were doing research? I was doing a little research, but then I was like... But what did you research? Uh, I was researching the concept of an anima or animus. Okay, can you say more about that? Uh, (laughs) Well... Wait, what does that mean? Okay, so just... So the... In the context of this conversation, I was thinking about... When did I have my first crush? Mm. And I was thinking that my first crush was actually a boy that I would write fictional stories about <laughs> but I would put in all this stuff about him like he was kind of emo and like emotional but he I mean it was almost like a vampire situation because <laughs> he was like he had to like feed off of people but then he would you say that you're the original writer of Twilight <laughs> yeah I think everyone was kind of like writing Twilight at the same time because <laughs> it expresses this like dark side that um, is sort of also like an animus, which wait, what is an an- what is animus? Mean? Okay, let me just pull up the actual <laughs> definition so I don't lead people astray. It's one of Carl Jung's theories, and um, it's like every woman has an unconscious masculine side, mm-hmm. and every man has an unconscious feminine side. Okay. And so for the woman, her masculine side is her animus, and for men, their feminine side is their anima. And it's sort of like the part of them that they repress and don't express, that's like their counterpart. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, okay, interesting. So then that comes out, like, in how... Like, so you're saying, like, your cru- the person that you have a crush on or, like, that you're sort of, like, projecting onto 
of the opposite gender, assuming like heterosexual right. normativity, like <laughs> yeah, we're just assuming for in a, this, in a heterosexual yeah, world, yeah, just theoretically, um, just like in our personal lives, um, that you would like kind of project that side onto your onto like a real person of the opposite gender. Is that the idea? Yeah, that your original crush is yourself, like the masculine oh. version of yourself. And <laughs> okay. then you're looking for that in other people. Like, is your original crush or like all crushes until, or like all relationships? Is there... I think it's, I don't think it's all relationships. Okay. Because I was sort of thinking about that in the car ride <laughs> over. That was my main brainstorming session. Because <laughs> like there's been crushes that I've had where you they become your muse in that you meet them and you feel almost like inferior and then in order to make up for that you start projecting all this these creative ideas that are sort of catered to them or like about them like maybe like making art where it's like you're just drawing them or like coming up with ideas that are like similar to their ideas and so that you can have conversations with them. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's <laughs> relationships like that, but then there's also I've had I've dated people where I'm like I don't feel I don't feel like this person is my muse at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I've still been in relationships with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay wait I feel like I have to piece this apart but I think let's go to the beginning like there's I feel like there's so many just in what you've already said yeah so many there's to so about. much to talk about <laughs> well it's funny because like just to bring things back to like okay let's start from the beginning <laughs> of I think how did we come to this topic okay so I it came about sort of in two ways I think the first way was like a few months ago when I was posting a lot of things about like having crushes and then you responded like on my Instagram and you were like I call them muses <laughs> and I was kind of like that's cool like I like that idea it's a little bit more like positive and then yeah. I was kind of did you see I posted a um picture that was like the definition of like muse and the definition of crush yes <laughs> so negative like crushed you know it's yeah. like such a negative term kind of even though it's like cute and that's like what we call it but a muse is like oh in some ways I feel like there's like sh for me shame yes. associated with crush yeah whereas like muse is like oh I'm an artist in there just this thing that helps my art, like, it, it helps you take, I don't know, in some ways there's, like, maybe a negative association, too, with the artist of the, that's, like, using the muse, yeah. and then the muse sort of, like, loses its, his or her humanity in some way, too, but, like, for the artist or for the person that's having the crush or the muse, like, it gives us, like, a little bit of power back. Exactly. Yeah, because I feel like with having crushes, there's so much shame yeah. and secrecy. And um, I didn't watch this, but my friend brought up the show. Um, I think it's called To All the Men I've Ever Loved. Oh, that sounds familiar. Or To All the Men I've Loved Before. Let me see if I can pull that up. And there was, like, a scene where um, she, she was writing letters to all her past crushes, and I think her sister or something finds the letters and thinks that they should actually go to the people oh. they're addressed to, and she gives it to one of her past crushes, and the crush comes up to her 
and is like, I got your letter, and she literally faints. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how you feel because you almost create this shameful, secret, simulated world where you're like, dating them in your dreams <laughs> and you wake up and you're writing it in your dream journal and you're like talking to all your friends about it <laughs> and it's like almost like you're having a relationship but it's like even more fun because it's so forbidden <laughs> but then and not real at yeah. all <laughs> so you have to deal with like the actual problems of a real relationship but then like the idea that the person that is the object of your like affection and obsession mm-hmm. could actually find out about it is so debilitating. <sighs> Where I feel like with muses, like, you can, there can be a little more honesty of, like, yeah, like, I feel this way about you that's both, like, painful and beautiful, and I'm just using it to create art, and it's, it's good for everybody then. Right. <laughs> it sort of takes out the, the muse doesn't really have to have a part in it necessarily they don't even necessarily have to know that they're the muse yeah or they could like I don't know when I think of muse I think of like an art like a man an old man yeah it's always an old man artist (laughs) and they have like a girl that they yeah like a young girl that they have these feelings for (laughs) which is like a little creep like there's a bit of like creepiness to it there's definitely a bit of creepiness to it because like there's still, I think the creepiness comes from, there's always this, like, sexuality mm-hmm. element to it, and then it's clear that there's the one person that wants it, and then the mm-hmm. other person who hasn't made a decision yet. Yeah, or they're just, like, benefiting from it from another in another way, like if the old man artist, for example, has, like, money, and yeah. they're like, oh, I'll like, buy you all these things. And you can, like, live with me and be my muse. But then it's, like, that per It sort of objectifies. Yeah. It becomes sort of this, like, quid pro quo situation where, like, you're letting me, like, take in the light of your beauty and energy. And then in return, I'm giving you something else. But it's not... It's hard to say if there's, like, consent involved both ways. And And if it's an equal exchange. Yeah. And then so it's, like... But for me, I've always experienced it as, like, the shy girl mm-hmm. who has a diehard crush on a guy who's probably, like, more outgoing, funny, like, not even, like, someone that people like, because sometimes they're, like, a renegade, but, like, there's this, so for me, it's always, like, it'll be a situation, like, oh, I baked you some cookies, <laughs> <laughs> but I still feel creepy and, like, I'm you know, coming into the world and it's still unclear. It's like, if this is something that we both want. Right. Yeah, you're right. The consent is the the thing that makes it weird. Yeah. Like, are you consenting to me being in love with you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Even if I'll never, like, do anything about it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so wait. Going kind of back to what you're saying about, like, the there's, like, that sexual element. Yeah. But that's also, like, you know, in the chakra system or whatever, like the sacral chakra is creativity and oh, sexuality. Yeah, definitely. And like, so those two things are very tied. So in some ways, yeah, is it like, oh, well, I can't have you, if it's not sexual, like it could go either way. Yeah. Like if it becomes sexual, then maybe the creativity 
is all. I mean, I'm sure this is not like I think, a formula, but I think there is something when I was taking sociology classes. We talked about the concept of sublimation of sexual energy. What does that mean? It means that like suppressing it. Yeah, it, well, it's sort of like um, when you're at a certain phase in your life and you only think about things sexually like oh I see this hot guy I want to have sex with him Mm -hmm. and then you go out and use that sexual energy to actually like win them over and have sex with them but there's this other path that is taking that same energy which some people would call eros okay like the love energy and instead of actually using it all up to go have sex with someone and then you kind of get that release you take that same energy and motivation and put it towards creativity mm-hmm. and creating a work. So it's like you're using the same sexual energy, but you're using it creatively. And then that's putting in all this, like, it's like when you're flirting with someone that you like and you're really vibing off of it and you're you're both kind of, like, going back and forth and you're, like, feeling like... It's like this energy that you're just, like on cloud nine or whatever yeah. it's like you're mm-hmm. using that same energy but towards like a creative work like almost like bottling it yeah interesting oh <laughs> this is so bizarre for me because it's like something <laughs> it's something I like really haven't thought that much about like I have a, a, a bit but I, so I'm just like wow like everything you're saying I'm like <laughs> trying to hold on to all the pieces of it and be like ah there's like what are all the directions yeah yeah no um, it's, it's so it's funny <laughs> when you brought up that this was going to be the topic because I was like oh my god like my whole life is based off of this <laughs> <laughs> and it sometimes it makes me think that I like prevent myself from like going into like real relationships because I love the feeling the like arrows sublimation crush energy I love just feeling it and like mm-hmm. using it for other things so do you feel like you've like sort of come to terms with like the shame that comes with a crush in in turning it into just being like oh they're just my muse like in does that mindset mindset shift like help you because I feel like I'm similar like I've always just had crushes on people usually they're like definitely unrequited yeah or like I would never and like yeah you would never know and I would never like I feel like what you said you said something early on that made me think I always have had I've always had this thing where I'm like that person would never want to know that I had a crush on them because they yeah like it feels like a burden it's a burden to put on them yeah Yeah. like the consent thing yeah (laughs) consenting to me being yeah because then it's like every time that you're flirting it's like in their mind they're like oh we're actually flirting right now Mm -hmm. not like oh we're just vibing for some reason but who knows why (laughs) it's not because this person has like put so much energy into me (laughs) but I also feel like when I have crushes on people I become like a crazy person around like I'm not like it's hard for me to flirt sometimes with oh people that my I god actually have a crush on. I yeah. like turn into this like weird yeah <laughs> creepy like a like socially inept person yeah like someone that I have no um feelings for whatsoever I'm flirting with them yeah. like super hardcore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really milking it really <laughs> doing all the great jokes and then someone that I'm actually into it's like <laughs> I can't say anything around. I'm, like, stumbling over my words the yeah. whole time. But then I'm... Because I can't 
communicate with them verbally, I think that's also why I'm like, oh, I made this art right. for you. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> Everything you're saying, I'm like flashing to like <laughs> my past. <laughs> well, it's almost like it's like, but then it becomes once you start making art for them. <laughs> and that's when, like, the shame of them knowing is, like, so much to bear. Because they'd be like, wait a second, did this person spend all night working on this, this art that they're just casually giving me, acting like it was nothing? Wait, okay, how often have you made art for people that you have a crush on? Um, that you're not dating. Okay, so, it's like... It's not, like, I feel like now I'm acting like it's a really big burden on them because for me, it's just something that my body does naturally. So there'll be phases where it's someone that I'm not dating and I'll be making art for them. Or there have been phases where it's someone that I am dating and I'm making art for them. I feel like the style of art that I make is very autobiographical. So... It's going to be based on people in my life that I'm interested in, no matter what. Like any art that you make. Yeah, like any art that I make. So it's not like, oh, like I just really went out of my way to make this, but it kind of, it's still, it's like, well, just to answer, I'm trying, I'm (laughs) dodging the question right now. (laughs) Because that, well, I think there was one thing you said where, like, has reframing it as mm. thinking of them as your muses done away with the shame factor? And I'm going to say that I'm, like, in the process okay. of that. There's still this shame of, like, it's not like I'm going up to these people and being, like, you're my muse. <laughs> 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 like, that's when I know I'll have worked past all my shame. <laughs> And I'm almost there. I'm almost... I have, like, conversations where I rehearse that at moment. Incredible. <laughs> because I think when you're younger, you're just, like... You have such a, like, small idea of, like, what types of relationships you can have, especially with people of the opposite sex. But then as you get older and, like, everyone starts, like, being in their, like, long-term relationships and, like... The way that society is set up, most people go into monogamous relationships. You still want to be able to have that, like, fun, crushy energy. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, but it's, like, awkward. Like, you don't want to feel like you're, like, flirting with someone that's in a relationship. But it's, like, you still want, like, but if you're still having those conversations where the crush Eros energy is part of the conversation and like sort of like part of what's like giving the conversation this like life force that's so enticing then it's like how do you deal with that how do you like go about those relationships in a way that doesn't feel like you're manipulating them (laughs) or being too intrusive yeah yeah that's interesting well If you, so yeah, thinking about like monogamy and kind of being in a relationship, but also thinking about the fact that oftentimes you don't really need to be in a relationship with this like crush muse in order for them to inspire you. You can still like benefit from the, that crushy feeling that you're talking about without being in a real relationship with them. 
And then if that can be, like, not considered cheating or something. You know, like, if that can yeah. be accepted as part of... Because you're sort of entering yeah. in this relationship where you also sort of need to make sure that their significant other is okay with yeah. it, too. Or your significant other. Yeah. Where you're like, can I have this, like, crush, kind of, like, musy crush on this yeah. person? And, and, like, it's part of my, like, creative process mm-hmm. and it's part of, like, what life is about without your significant other or their significant yeah. other feeling like they're being like emotionally cheated on. Right. And you wouldn't even necessarily want to be in like a relationship, an actual relationship with yeah. that well, that's person. The thing. Because yeah. Cause then it's like the dynamic would be different, totally yeah. off where like you'd always <laughs> be like the one that was trying to make the relationship more of a thing. They'd always be like more aloof. I've tried dating oh, right. my crushes before <laughs> Sometimes it just lines up that you can date, and it's just not the same. Interesting. Wait, so then how would you describe, like, the people that you do date? Like, you would say, like, you didn't really have a crush on them, or it's just a totally different feeling? I don't know. I've never really had, like, a great history of relationships. (laughs) (laughs) But you have been in, like... I've been in... Yeah, okay, so one guy I did have a crush on, and then I ended up dating him for a while, and I did make some art about him, but... And I think things could have gone okay, but in the long run, there was just always this dynamic where I felt like I was more into him than he was Mm. into me. And you feel like maybe that is, like, necessary for that the artist muse relationship like is it I don't and then the guy the one guy that I dated but he we never had a crush phase we just went straight into dating and I never really felt like he was my muse it was almost like we were both into each other equally Mm -hmm. but maybe but I felt like it was always missing that crushy energy Mm. so I don't know it's really tough to say if like because there's something about desire that requires, like, not having the thing yeah. that you're desiring, right? Oh, it's like that will-they-won't-they they yeah. energy mm-hmm. that really works well in <laughs> sitcoms. And then when yeah. they start dating, the sitcom kind of, like, goes downhill because it's like, <laughs> whoa, what, what is this show even about anymore? Right. It doesn't have that energy. Oh, that's that so drama. Kind of messed up. <laughs> it is. It's so messed up. That's why I've gone to sublimation because <laughs> it also just like <laughs> I can't live. Like when I was younger, my first, the first guy that I had a diehard crush on, I think it was in middle school, and I remember just lying in bed feeling all this energy surging through my body and like all these chemicals surging through my body and being like I can't do anything I messaged him on MySpace he didn't (laughs) respond I'm just gonna like lie here until he does Yeah, or you can, like, just message him over and over and yes. over again. Which is oh, my, and then it's like you get this time. endorphin every time you message him, even though you know that you're destroying the possibility <laughs> of it ever being a relationship more and more with each message. <laughs> so I just, like, just for my own well-being, I tried to move past that. Like, just giving up on the idea that it could ever be a relationship and just being like, how can I use this energy in a way that's like, awesome for everybody. Yeah. Just 
making the decision to use it as. I loved it. Yeah, I love <laughs> reframing. I literally have never, like before you messaged me, I had never ever thought about reframing my crushes as muses. Yeah, and then you get more than one. It's totally normal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because it takes it away from, like, relationship that has all these sort of expectations or social normalities or whatever about, like, yeah, what relationships are supposed to be and makes it, like, not weird. Yeah. But, like, it's a different thing, right? Yeah. That art is different than relationships. Yeah, it really just expands the possibilities of, like, what do you do with all these guys <laughs> that <laughs> make you feel, like, crazy, <laughs> to put, frankly. Oh, that's so good. Um, okay, let me, I feel like I'm, like, absorbing so much, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> what are my next questions and thoughts? Well, and then it's, like, it makes you question what... So if muses is where you put all your crush energy, mm-hmm. then what are you looking for in a relationship? Because mm. that's a problem, too, because it's like, I wouldn't want to, like, kill this crush energy, but I'd also want to be with a partner that I respected enough yeah. that when these crushes come along, I can have the crushes and a partner at the same time. Mm. Yeah, how would you, how would that work? Unless that person is also... One of the crushes. One of the crushes, or, like, also just at least understands that crush thing. Well, then you also have to be able to allow them to have crushes, too. Yeah. Which is also hard. Yeah, because it does kind of feel like emotional... Emotional... Infidelity or Yes, <laughs> yes. I have... And that's why, like... I've been single for the past couple months for sort of the first time in my adult life. And it's really, like, allowed my crush energy to roam wild and free and not have to worry about what the guy I'm dating thinks about it or what I think about his crushes. Because all the guys that I've been with have had crushes too while I've been dating them or even like a guy that you've dated in the past and then like the pain of seeing them start to date someone else so there's all I think that's kind of why there's so much shame about crushes is because they do hurt other people hmm and well, how I mean, do they you, can I yeah guess. they can but if you're both single if you're both single, then, and you both have a mutual crush on each other, I guess that's when the relationship starts. Right. <laughs> In theory. <laughs> this is now turning into a relationship advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I don't, I shouldn't really be giving any relationship no, no, advice. I'm just yeah, because, like, I'm not qualified for that. I just know how to have crushes and muses and how to, like, We're the like, process of reframing. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it works? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like a relationships are a complete mystery to me. In yeah, terms of like how they, especially just the beginning, the beginnings of them, and like how does that ever the the possibility that someone, two people could have a crush on each other feels like so small. Yeah, <laughs> like the probability exactly. Of that. <laughs> it just seems like you always wind up in a situation where like one person has more of a crush than the other, and then that sets the whole dynamic of the relationship. Right. 
which has been the problems with my past relationships. And that's why muses are so simple because giving up on the idea that this is going to turn into a relationship is such a relief. Mm-hmm. Because then you don't have to feel jealousy about the number of people that use them as a muse and the muses that they have. Yeah. It allows for you to have multiple muse partners <laughs> <laughs> while you're waiting. I guess right now it feels like I'm having all these muses while I'm waiting for the guy that like also wants me to be their muse. Aww, that's, like, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you feel like you're more creative when you have crushes slash muses? Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was just thinking because like again, like when you messaged me and I like kind of started thinking about this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like thinking because I remember like I met this guy last year on a cruise ship. <laughs> nice. And it was like really interesting because after I think it was partly like I was very relaxed on the cruise. Like I think there was like a number of things going on, but when I got home, I was like felt so creative. Like I was like painting and like I don't even normally paint, but I was like just doing all these things and it was sort of like with it wasn't that I was like trying to make something for him or of him, but there was definitely an element I think like with social media of being like, well, I'll share this and then he'll see it or like there's something about being like I don't know, it just, like, upped my, like, creative yes. drive and, like, energy, and I was just making all this stuff, and it was so, e- like, easy and fun, you know, whereas, like, oftentimes I'm, like, oh, I wish I could, like, be creative, but I can't think of one possible thing oh, to do, and it yeah. just, everything feels, like, so sludgy. So much, like, the crush energy really makes you want to finish the artwork, mm, yeah, so you can, like, get it out there, and what happens to me a lot when yeah. I have crushes is I'll just my mind kind of creates all these conversations with the person Mm -hmm. that I could be having. And it doesn't even have to be with someone that is of the opposite sex. Cause I've had girl crushes Mm -hmm. where the same thing has happened where it could be someone who's a real, like a really great artist. They have a really cool vibe and I just want to be at their level. And then all of a sudden I'll be like in my room, in my bed And I'm just thinking about conversations I could have with them. And I think that's what drives me to create art because I'll be like, oh, and then like, I'll create this art and then this will be the conversation we'll have about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then like when I'm giving them the art, it's like, okay, now I, I, along with this art, I'm also giving you sort of like this banter that I've rehearsed over and over again in my mind, almost like not even trying to just subconsciously the banter is just going crazy in here and then I have something that I can give to you Mm -hmm. in that form as well yeah and do you always like give the art that you make when you're thinking of the person like to that person not always a lot of times I'll be in situations where I'll end up just using it on a project Mm -hmm. that I'm already working on and I'm like oh this person is like one of the characters or like yeah, I guess that's basically it. I, I'll do a lot of, like, this person's the character, or, like, if I'm ever drawing a picture and I need a guy in mm-hmm. the picture, it'll be kind of based off of them. Right. So I'll be, like, looking at notebooks I've had, and 
depending on what year it is, the guy that I draw on all my, like, sketches is different. Oh, funny. <laughs> based on, like, what crush I've had. Can you tell, like, who it is, who it's based on? Yeah! Oh, oh my, my god. god. That is so awesome. Yeah! <laughs> I love that. Because you'll, I'll tell by, like, oh, that's the nose of that person, yeah. or that's the hair of that person, or, like, this person always wore, like, this type of shirt. I remember I was in a class, like, in college one time, and I think we were talking about cave art or something and they were like why would people draw like cave art they're like sort of posing the question and the answer that they gave was like to have some control over it like over the, like their experience oh. and there's like some sort of like you know we're just experiencing these like crazy things especially like in the wild you yeah know, like buffalo and like whatever um and then when you draw it sort of gives you some sense of like control in some yeah. way and I, I was just thinking because I don't draw that much, but, like, when I was in high school, I drew a little bit more, but I wasn't very good at drawing. It was more, like, I would put words with, like, a drawing that I did or whatever, but I do remember, like, um, <laughs> this the guy that I liked in, in high school who just completely, like, stopped talking to me. I think you might know who it is, but I'll refrain from saying <laughs> Yeah, yeah. To protect um, the innocent. <laughs> I'm sure, like, he and everyone he knows is probably listening to this. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but he, like, I drew a picture of him that was, like, very, like, it was a photograph that I had taken, and I, like, looked at it and drew it, and it was, like, actually like, pr pretty good, but I was, like, I wonder why, like, what was the impulse to, like, draw that? And I feel like it was, maybe it was some sort wow. of, like, control or just to be like, this person, I want him so bad and he will yes. not speak to me. And all I can do is like draw his face. That makes so much sense because it's like, you can draw scenarios where it's like you and your crush hanging out together mm. or you and your crush, or like you're, because you drew his face, it's like he's there with you. Yeah, which just feels so <laughs> creepy, right? But like, yeah. it, maybe it's not. Yeah, because there's like one thing like, in, um, I studied magic a little bit, mm -hmm. and there's, like, the first ever spells, if you go back in history, are, like, love spells and, like, spells to get rich. <laughs> but it's, like, what they say about love mm -hmm. spells is, like, they never really work out the way that you want them to. Like, you could have a spell where you're, like, I want this woman, but because there's, like, again, that consent issue... Mm -hmm. It's never going to work out the way that you want to, and it's always going to feel like you've sort of manipulated them into this relationship, and if they actually wanted it, it would have happened naturally. Yeah. So and that's never what we want. Yeah, so it's like when I'm creating this art for my muses, I feel like I'm going out of my way to not be manipulative mm -hmm. about it, and I think that's where, like, I'm trying to be as fair to them as possible, where it's like, yeah, my mind is creating this art that I have to get out, and maybe there's some energy behind that that's sort of, like, not socially acceptable mm -hmm. in current social norms, but I'm not trying to, like... I'm not actively trying to manipulate you into a relationship by doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just giving them the gift of the thing that you created yeah. just out of your own, in some ways, like, generosity or, like, yeah. overflow of creative energy, which is also, like, maybe, like, a loving energy. Yeah! Like, because I think in the past, I might have misused my crush powers <laughs> to manipulate someone into a relationship, 
What? Yeah. What does that look like? I think it's in like in terms of manipulation. Like, what's the? Well, one time I was at my first job after college. There was this woman who. She was, like, maybe the vice president of the company. She was very powerful and very beautiful. And it just kind of, like, the rumor was that she had married someone at her last company who was already married. She got them to divorce. And then she married him. And it was, like, this big drama because I think they all, like, her, him, and his ex-wife all worked at that company. And it's just, like, this crazy drama. But she always had this sort of pride about it. Hmm. And there was one time she said something which was like, oh, if... Because I was talking to her about a guy that I had a crush on who was dating someone else. And she was like, oh, if they're dating someone else, that's not a problem. Like, I can tell you how to get him anyway if you want to. (laughs) And I was sort of like, no, that's okay because... I don't want to actually, like, manipulate that person into leaving their relationship but at the same time this was my younger self and I would do certain things like just almost like stalkery where Mm -hmm. you would like find out through social media that they're going to a party and like you know that like the person they're dating is like not gonna be going to that party so you'll like specifically go to that party to like position yourself Mm -hmm. in a better footing or like just show up and, diff- like, it's definitely, like, at parties when people are drinking, there's this kind of, like, and this is my past self, like, I would <laughs> never do this now just because it does not work out. It's, like, you just kind of, like, get in a situation where you're, like, alone and let one thing lead to another. <laughs> but, yeah, it doesn't work out, and, like, that's kind of what's made me think like oh should I eat like is this crush energy good or bad mm. and you feel like giving them some kind of art or something is like a could be a bit manipulative yeah because I'll be like oh like yeah what what's the scenario well there? so I've tried to shift it to be more like okay so this is this problem that I always get into is like I'll get, like, a little bit of intuition about someone. Like, I'll see them walking by. Like, this ha- this has happened with a couple of crushes. I'll just see them walking by, and I'll be like, oh, I've known that person in a past life. Mm-hmm. And then I'll meet them, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, when I'm talking to you, I feel like we already know each other. It's, like, really weird. And then, oh, I'm, now I'm, like, falling in love with you. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, they don't feel the same way, or for whatever reason it doesn't work out. But you can still have a really good exchange of ideas and it doesn't ever have to, like, go into, like, a full relationship. So, like, having... Yeah, you can have a mutually creative, like, creatively beneficial... But, yeah, I guess, like, the next stage for me would be trying to, like, find a way to, like, communicate around it. Like, to say... Like to talk about the yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the final frontier the and the yeah because like do you do you so you would get into these kind of like situations with someone that you like kind of have a crush on or have like a, a sense that you kind of know them or you feel inspired by them and then but you don't really like talk about that you talk around it or yeah, yeah. definitely talking around it I think there can be ways where you can. 
because I'll find myself in a situation where we sort of have mutually agreed that there is some connection with us. Okay. And maybe talked about the connection abstractly, but we don't know what it's coming from. And I've also had guys who have had crushes on me and whom I've been the muse to. Mm-hmm. And we weren't able to communicate it about it that way either. And, well, the one thing with the guys that have had crushes on me that I've... And this is one thing that I try to never do is they'll kind of, like, make a move on me knowing that I'm not into it Mm. just because of, like, the crush energy is so strong. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Now now this is, like, forever tainted our relationship because Mm. you're putting me in a position where... I have to be like, no, I'm not into it. Even though, as the muse myself, I was kind of into just being the muse only and not yeah. not having a relationship evolve from that. Yeah. Where it's like, suddenly they're, they're asking something from you more yeah. than what you're voluntarily putting out. Yeah. Which is just who you are. Exactly. Yeah, so because I've been in the muse position too... It gives me this, like, level of understanding of, like, I know my muses wouldn't want more out of this relationship than they're willing to give. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. This is so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just, like, I'm flashing. It's just, like, everything you say, I'm, like, flashing to all these, like, either things of my, my own past or things I've talked about with friends about their you know, crushes and things like that. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, oh, like, framing it this way, like, makes it make so much more sense. Whereas, like, before, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, why am I so into this person that, like, seems to have no interest in me at all and, like, (laughs) or whatever. Yeah, like, like, how can there be, like, a healthy way to, like, have these relationships? Because they're not really friends and they're Mm -hmm. not really romantic partners. They're this weird place in the middle but it's like also like that middle place they can just live indefinitely in that middle place Mm -hmm. you never have to like force it into something that it's not meant Mm -hmm. to be (laughs) my brain is like exploding (laughs) (laughs) um shoot I can't remember but I also wanted to ask you, what kind of art do you do? Oh, okay. So the type of art that I do... You draw, obviously. But I draw, and I write stories, and I'm kind of getting into animation now. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a web series. So there's definitely some... I mean, I don't want to give too much away, <laughs> but there's definitely some crush energy. <laughs> and, like, just everyone that I've worked with on that project, I've been, like, whether they're male or female, I'm, like, I have this weird creepiness of, like, I really want you guys working on this project with me. Yeah. And, like, it's almost, like like humiliating sometimes (laughs) because like you think in your mind like is this one-sided do they care about this project as much as I do like and then it's like by an extension do they care about me and then it's like do they think that I'm special or is it just like because sometimes you'll be working on a project 
that's your idea and you put so much energy into like getting other people excited about it that you're like do they actually really even care are they just being nice yeah but yeah and it feels like especially if it's like your art and your own creativity it's like an extension of you yeah "Uh." and you've already kind of like I call it friend fiction okay (laughs) it's kind of like fanfic but it's like friend fic for your for your <laughs> life so you've already like included them as the characters you've already like <laughs> so like that itself seems like intrusive because yeah. you're like oh <laughs> you're one of my characters too <laughs> oh my god I like love it I love like I'm like if there if that could just be like that's so awesome and it, to be confident in that like, yeah having the shave is like so would be so fun. Like, I'm just thinking, like, how fun, how much more fun would it be if I could go to my crush and just be like, you're my muse, or like, you totally inspire, you like, you inspire me so much, or like, whatever it is, instead of going and being like, oh my god, like, he talked to me, (laughs) or like, he didn't talk to me, or, or whatever, and like, I like, I, yeah, in some ways, it's like, either letting your own, you know, not kind of like just creative life force energy out and express itself or like keeping it bottled in like shame which is like so sad yeah but then it's like yeah you don't want to like intrude how do you be the full like expression of who you are without intruding on other people but in some ways I guess that there's like a boundary that if you can just if you just know like okay I just know that you're my muse and I'm not really putting more than that on it then Maybe that's not intrusive, because why do they care? Yeah. And but it, then if you, like, went into someone's house and saw a bunch of pictures of you they drew, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be weird. Uh, well, then there's, like, sort of, like, you have to think, like, what are the boundaries, like, even within yeah. that, like, like, maybe, like, they can be a character in your story, but can you, can the character that's you and the character that's them in the story have a relationship? Right. Or is that even too yeah. much? I that's so <laughs> And I, I know, like, for myself in my own creative pursuits, like, there have definitely been times where I'll be like, okay, I'm not going to make that piece of art. Or I'm not going to, like, write that story or whatever because it feels like too honest or too like weird if that person ever knew that I was like based on them yes exactly that's like so sad like in some ways it's like oh I wish everyone could just let their creativity out in in a way and I'm sure so many books are and movies and things like are based on things like that Uh, yeah all of them all of them (laughs) in my opinion it's all of them to admit it is so like um what's the word like crushing yeah like constraining constraining yeah Yeah, because I feel like I'm at a point in my life like I'm moving through my Saturn's return letting go of stuff that's no longer serving me and I just think like if I want to move forward with creating like short form storytelling pieces And the people that I get the most joy working with are people that I have this crush energy with, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, guys or girls, um, then it's like I kind of have to frame it in a way that I can just have a a free flow of creative energy. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if I don't have that crush energy that's really inspiring me, 
then like how am I going to be propelling myself forward as an artist? Yeah, because yeah, it's like, or else you're just in like this void. Yeah. Vacuum. And of course the people who inspire us the most are going to be people that we know to some degree. It, usually people that we yeah. kind of know. Kind of know. Not people necessarily that are like our best friends, but also not strangers. I mean, strangers can be, but they only give so much. Yeah. Um, it could be a stranger that you met once and you were like, oh my god, that was crazy. Yeah. But that can really only give you, like, maybe, like, one short story. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like a novel or something like that. <laughs> it's got to be a long, a long-term <laughs> crush situation. And then I think about people that are artists and, like, you look at their life and they've had like a string of relationships and maybe like tumultuousness in their relationships. And it's probably because like they're always chasing that muse energy Mm -hmm. in different ways and they don't know how to go about it in like a stable way. Oh yeah. But then they're, they're courageous enough to like express it. Yeah. And it's like, that's also what people want to hear. Like people want to hear someone saying the same things that they're feeling about their crushes but to do that you have to there's like a confessional aspect to it Mm -hmm. where now people that know you and your day-to-day life are going to be like hey didn't I just have that conversation (laughs) with you the other day (laughs) yeah so yeah it's hard to and I just keep having these like kind of flashes of like stereotypes people that I've like known or whatever where I'm like oh this like you know writer who was just so self-obsessed and like thought he could just use anyone in, yeah in his art. yeah totally and it's like totally. I don't want to be that person either where I'm just totally objectifying these relationships that I'm having and turning them into my character yeah and... I think there was like a scene in Annie Hall where <laughs> <That's familiar. laughs> there's like um what's his who's the guy that um, I'm forgetting his name too. Old, old, old man, old man, old creepy man. <laughs> yeah, and he's known for being creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he produces great art from it. So, is that okay? <laughs> um, uh, Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah, Woody Allen's character is going through a breakup or a divorce, and um. They show a scene where he does a one-act play, and they're literally saying words that were said earlier in the movie, and the only people that know it are the people that have been in intimate relationships with him. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like, to expose that in your art is creating a rift between people that you're the most intimate with. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. But then it's like, yeah, where where else do you draw from if not your own life? Yeah. <sighs> but, yeah, I don't know. And then it's sort of like you can also go from just, like, your inner mind, and that's where, like, the animus kind of comes in, where it's like, are these even people, are these even individual people, or are these people that you have seen and you've been able to project your idea of what the ideal person is onto Mm -hmm. them and then you're kind of like and that's sort of what I've been wondering about when I have conversations in my mind with the person or if I have dreams with the person am I really having a dream with them or am I having a dream with like 
this other aspect of myself that I repress and I see like like for according to like the Carl Jung theory it's like the more for me it'd be like the more masculine side and then seeing someone that has my more masculine side in real life and seeing them like succeeding and like expressing it am I just kind of like taking that in and being like oh okay like I feel like if I'm having a conversation with you in my mind or if I'm having a dream with you in my mind am I like just feeling more complete about myself as a person like substitutes the part that you feel like you're missing yeah I totally totally feel that with like so many of my crushes and it's so interesting because I always have crushes on like musicians and I always like want like if I could be like a music like if I could do anything and like start over like I would be a musician but I feel like it's like you have to start when you're so young (laughs) I've been in that problem too and you'll see guys like my first boyfriend was like that he played guitar and I was like yeah like I never had the opportunity or like the will or whatever or even like the ability to not care about sucking and like working through the hard parts Mm -hmm. of like everyone hearing me suck as I'm like practicing (laughs) yeah but yeah they've done they've done the work of that and And that's that's, yeah it's like I admire it and I just want to be like around it since I can't have it yeah like since it can't be me exactly I've had that too actually now that I'm thinking about it a lot of my crushes have been people that before I got into making web series and like short form stuff I would always have crushes on guys that were like directors or Mm -hmm. screenwriters Mm -hmm. and it was like this feeling of like oh like I couldn't be that person but they can yeah yeah there's like an element of yeah I'm the same it's like it's always someone who kind of has something that I want yeah like they have like a confidence or they have a an ability to be weird yeah in a certain way that like I feel like I'm weird in that way too but I keep it a secret from everybody and it like helps to bring it out like I think my ex like totally and I I wouldn't say that you know obviously that's not like the only reason but that I was with him but like I I that was like a huge thing where I just really admired him some of the things that he did and I was like wow I would never think to do that yeah and he was like why don't you do it and I like tried it and it like brought out this whole other side of me exactly yeah so I don't know if it's like healthier (laughs) instead of just crushing on these guys that feel like they would complete you in some way to like try to develop that in yourself but it's like there's always going to be that gap of like well while I'm working on myself I still need to have crushes on guys and like I don't know it's just (laughs) (sighs) it really puts everything like it brings everything together in a way for me that's like making so much sense yeah what do you think of like the so I feel like the muse, like, crush energy is, like, different than, I guess it's obvious, different than, um, like, brokenhearted energy, which is also, like, a huge fuel for creativity. Yes. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, because I feel like there's, like, an aspect of the brokenhearted energy in the muse energy. There's, like, a just a sprinkle... <laughs> Of it, of, like, knowing that you could never be with that person kind of, like, breaks your heart a little bit, but because you've never pursued it, 
you still have that like new new love energy that hasn't been tainted mm-hmm. so it's like the perfect combination <laughs> <laughs> but like I think brokenheartedness I have been very creative during that period too and I think like the time that I'm the most creative is like it's still in that phase of like I still love the person but I'm also like I've got the brokenhearted energy mm-hmm. It's, like, you need that, like, contrast of, like, happiness and sadness. Mm -hmm. Like, the bittersweet feeling of, like, oh, the relationship could have worked out and it could have been amazing and it could have, we could have, like, had babies and been married and, like, now that whole, like, projection of myself is over Mm, and, like, and it'll never, like, be a thing and, like, what if this is my last chance to be in love and, like what if I'm just going to be alone for the rest of my life and, like, miss my opportunity to have kids and, like, all this stuff. (laughs) Just spiral. Yeah. Like, the spiral energy is also very, um, very creative. Really, it's the just dating energy where things kind of take a, take a dip. (laughs) When you're in a stable relationship. The crush and the breakup. Yeah. That's the worst part. Because it's like the first time you have sex, like, like the new relationship sex, like maybe Mm -hmm. not the first time, but like once you're like really in it, like new relationship sex, and then like obviously like breakup and makeup sex. Right. Are all like really high spikes (laughs) (laughs) on like the emotion chart. (laughs) But then it's like, yeah, like while you're in a stable relationship and all your needs are being met. That's when it's, like, tough to be creative. Yeah. And I feel like it's also tough to be creative when you're, like, just, like, really depressed. Yeah. So there can be, like... You need a little bit of, like, hope or something. Yeah. Like, what is it? Like, what is it in the breakup energy? Like, it's definitely, like, despair. Yes. Yeah. There's still a little bit of hope in it. It's not, like, a long-term... Like, like, longing. There's still, like, maybe that. Yeah, the long... Like, the feeling... You're still creating a lot of mental energy around such things as, like, maybe we could get back together. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe... It's still, like... Maybe I could be making art that, like, the person will see and Mm -hmm. feel, like... Oh, like, it's almost yeah. like a revenge art. It's, like, almost, I just had an image of, like, a, the crush energy is, like, grasping for, like, the future, or it's, like, projecting into the future, being, like, what would that be like? And then, like, the breakup energy is, like, projecting into the past. Yeah. Like, oh, like, how can I bring that back? Yeah, something? like, how can I, it's, to go back to, like, the cave painting metaphor of, like, putting things in mm, control. Yeah. Like, you're still trying to, like, put your life, like, back into control. Right. Yeah, when it feels like it's just, like, fault. Yeah. Because I think, like, when I was dating this guy in college, he was, like, totally wrong for me. But when we had a breakup, it was, like, the best, the best art that I had ever made mm-hmm. was coming out of it. Like, I was almost going to say it was the best feeling ever, but it was really a horrible feeling. But because my art was so good off of the breakup, it just, 
it made it feel like worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Like the whole experience felt worthwhile. And I was like, oh, like this was great. I went through like, and it was like my first college relationship. So I still had a lot of hope mm-hmm. where I was like, cool. I went through the college relationship experience. I had a boyfriend. I got my heart broken. And now I'm making all this art where I've gone through other breakups where it's like, no, like, I'm just depressed now. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not making art. I'm just in, like, a spiral of depression. Mm-hmm. So it has, yeah, I think it has to be, like, a breakup where you still have, like, that feeling of hope and you're almost, like, telling the world, like, I'm here, I'm mm-hmm. I'm cool. You can be, like, outside of it a little bit in some way. Yeah. yeah. depression feels very, like, you're just in it. Yeah. You <laughs> You're just in it and like the dis- if it's like when the despair overcomes you mm-hmm. and you're no longer it's no longer sexy anymore. <laughs> which is like what the crush energy is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like these mixes of Like, desire is kind of like this, like, not having but wanting and hoping and then despair mixed with, like, yeah, some kind of longing or some kind of, like, rebirth or something like that. Like, they're, yeah, versus just being in a hole of nothing. Yeah, just being in a hole of nothing and thinking, like, there's no, like, hope for you. That's, like, yeah, because it's, yeah, because I've definitely had crushes that I've turned into relationships, and then the breakup happens, and then I just feel nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm waiting for my next crush to come in <laughs> and, like, bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've worn out the, the ability to, like, feel something anymore. But, yeah, there's, there is something to be said for the breakup, the breakup creativity. It's sort of, like, weird, though, because I feel... I remember when I first, when I got into my first relationship, I was like, oh, I don't even, like, want to listen to, like, sad love songs anymore. Yeah! Which is interesting, because it's, like, that breakup energy, the creative stuff that comes from that is uh, very specific. Like, not everyone would want to, like, listen to. I mean, I guess every, every type is like that, too, probably. Like crush energy art maybe people who are feeling brokenhearted wouldn't want to like <laughs> yeah I think like the Ad- that, the Adele CD mm-hmm. that came out uh maybe in like I remember listening to it in 2012 or something okay like with some but someone like you and yeah yeah and it was literally her she had I was in the same position where I had just gone through a really big breakup and a lot of the songs were, like, you could tell that she still loved the person. Yeah. Even though they had hurt her, like, broke her heart. They didn't want to be with her. So when she was singing about them, there was this element that she did want them back. But then, like, as you went through the songs, it progressed to, like, oh, no, like, I don't need you anymore. Oh, yeah. So there is that period of the breakup that I think you have a lot of creativity. Yeah. The time when you, it's like a creative lull for me at least, is when you still, like, the breakup feeling just extends too long. Then you, it just, like, and then it, like, just, like, moves into, like, this depression of being, like, 
well, I lost that person. There's not really any hope in it. Yeah. Like, that, that relationship is broken. Then you kind of... That's when, like, there's, for me at least, been, like, a creative dip. Mm-hmm. And then you're waiting for the next mm-hmm. project to go in. Because I think I had a few years, even, <laughs> of, like... I mean, I, I have a lot of emotional <laughs> problems. But there was, like... I broke up with someone, and then... Or they broke up with me... And then that kind of led me to, like, a spiral depression Mm -hmm. for maybe a few years. And that was, like, my lowest point creatively. And I think, like, the problem was I wasn't allowing myself to have new crushes Mm -hmm. to come in and replace that energy. And I was even, like, going back to my old vampire fiction and like try and like writing a bunch of that yeah. like just like going back to my own mind and like yeah but yeah like you have to like the breakup energy can get you so far but then if you need creativity again you have to go back out there and get new crushes <laughs> that's what I'm telling you just trust me if if anyone's going through the breakup period and they find it just transitioning into depression like Go out there, find new <laughs> new crushes. That's the only way. <laughs> well, it's an interesting question of, like, finding your creativity outside of yourself versus yeah. having it come from inside. But I don't... And it, it's making me question, like, how... Can it even come from the inside? Or is it always kind of coming from the outside? Or, you know, the outside is just reflecting what you're experiencing on the inside? which I think is true. You know, like we were talking about, like we project onto our crushes. Yeah. What's just I think inside it's like, of us. It's like a collaborate, like what yeah. I'm realizing about art, to actually get your art to be really good, it has to be like an incredibly collaborative experience mm-hmm. of like, you're projecting part of yourself outside of you, then you're bringing in inspiration from the other person and there's kind of this like back and forth mm-hmm. energy that like, it takes art that I've done like my writing for example where I feel like I'll write stuff unintentionally putting in a lot of like jokes that like only I would get like almost inside (laughs) jokes with myself (laughs) and then someone else will read it and then like their commentary kind of like brings me back into like reality of like no like if I really want to make something that people relate to I have to like pull in all this Mm. inspiration from outside forces I think that that, yeah, it's true. And it, like, it makes it more real. It gives it more texture, too, than just, yeah. like, us living in our own brains. Yeah, because that was, like, a lot of the art that I was making during my depression phase mm-hmm. was stuff that, like, I finally joined a writing group after a while because I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe this will help me feel more creative. And a lot of their feedback was just, like, none of this even, like, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, none of this is even, like, how, like, people would act in these situations. And, like, I don't understand why these people are doing anything. And it's, like, it's sort of reflective of, like, how I was at that yeah. time where I was just, like, holding on to somebody that I shouldn't be holding on to. Just doing a lot of stuff that, like, wouldn't make sense from, like, an outside perspective. Yeah. So it was weird to see how that was, like, reflecting in my oh, heart. that's really cool. Yeah. It's so cool that art is just, like, kind of reflecting where we are in, like, so many different ways. Not even just in, like, the content of the art, but, like, the way that it, it you know. Yeah. Said. Uh, cool. uh, yeah, like, art is, I feel like it's such an important part of life because it's, like, 
Well, just going back to that cave painting thing again, <laughs> because it was, the, like, I was thinking about the things that people painted on caves, like how it's, like, the buffalo or whatever, and people hunting the buffalo and killing them. Mm-hmm. They're probably thinking, like, the same thing of, like, me having a crush on a guy. It's, like, they're almost, like, crushing on the buffalo. <laughs> they're, like, oh, yeah, like... They're just thinking in their mind, like, going through scenarios of, like, actually getting the buffalo and, like, how great it would be and, like, painting that on a wall. It creates a way to talk about stuff that's not real but is still in your mind and so real in your mind and, like, all the, like, simulations you're creating in your mind of, like, talking to someone, being in a relationship with someone, even, like, getting stuff that you want. Mm-hmm. Then it like gives you a way to express that, so it's put into the real world, and other people can see it yeah. and see what you want, and and like it's just as opposed to just bottling up everything. Yeah, because it's like we're living in this kind of shared physical reality where, like, presumably we're experiencing at least like somewhat similar things. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. We don't yeah. really know. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> But then, yeah, like, we live in, like, our thoughts are just ours, like, alone, completely. Yeah. But they're, they feel so real. They, so yeah. it's like, yeah, how do we be like, can you validate this? Exactly. Yeah. If, like, yeah. 50% of your life is lived in your mind, like, yeah. your dreams take up a yeah. long part of your life and, like, just your ideas and your cravings and, like, your fears... If you don't have anywhere to put that, that other people can see, then it just, like, you become kind of, like, weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have never, I've literally never thought about this. That's really, really fascinating to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that kind of got off the track of muses, but it sort of fits. It's like, it does. Because you could have, like, made, for some people, like, making money is something they crave, yeah. and then, like, the dollar is their muse. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, power is their muse. Yeah, and, like, could, yeah, like, cars and physical objects. Yeah. The creative, what inspires the creative. Yeah. It's interesting too, like, even away from, yeah, like art, even when I have, I've been thinking recently because I, I feel like I always like kind of have a crush on like someone and like whatever group I'm in, but lately I've just been like, it's not fun to go into a social situation and not have a crush on anyone. Exactly. It makes it so pointless. I'm always just like, what am I even doing here? I'll go into situations where I'm hanging out with like three couples and me (laughs) and I'm just like, why am I here? Like, who am I flirting with right now? Nobody? Okay. Like, I'm sorry that you guys like are having fun here, but I need more than just this (laughs) yeah it's so funny it's like even if it's some when like kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier about like maybe it's someone that's like in a relationship and they're they're just not you know it would never turn into yeah any kind of relationship but it's just like there's that crush energy and it just makes like being out in the world like fun and like yeah and purpose that gets feels like it has more of like a yeah. Even though it's, like, painful. <laughs> Even though it's, like, I'll be, like, all, like, going back to, like, 
doing a personal project, it's like, yeah, you only want to do a personal project with someone that you feel this, like, weird energy that you can't control, but then it's like, coming up with, like, having to actually ask them to be in the project with you, it's like, you get so much anxiety, and you're like, I don't know how to ask them, like, are they gonna say no? Like, am I dumb? Like, do they even, like, want to, like, work with me? And then you, like, you finally ask them, like, you go through all this pain and anxiety, then you ask them if they want to be in the project, and they're like, yeah, definitely, and you're just like, okay, like, (laughs) I don't need to do anything else the rest of the day. (laughs) And so, do you think, like, are all of your crushes kind of have that, because I was just kind of thinking, I do have some that I feel like it's not as, maybe it's because I know, like, nothing would ever happen, so the possibility of, like, more in a relationship doesn't feel like, there's no risk, really, so I sort of just have the crush energy without the... The pain, right? The anxiety, the crush energy without the yeah. I think the pain. There's no risk. Yeah, the pain kind of fades away once you like establish that you're just gonna be friends. Mm, Yeah, and then you don't go through the pain as much because like maybe at some point there was a consent moment where you guys agreed to be friends, right? Because even just that is hard to get with a crush sometimes. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, oh, okay, we both agreed to be, like, like, because you almost have this moment where you're like, so, are you liking what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be in the same room as me? Or yeah. am I just following you around? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, like, you kind because you give them, oppor- like, for me, like, if I have a crush that's, like, it seems like we're at least going to be friends, I'll be, I'll do situations where, like, we'll be, like, at a bar or something, and we'll both get drinks, and I'll be, like, I'll just stand at the bar and pretend, like, I don't want to go over to the <laughs> area that they're at, and then I'll see if they, like, look over and, like, are, like, yeah, like, come on over here, and then I'm, like, okay. <laughs> Like, at some point, yeah. like, you at least want to be in my company. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> the consent, coming back to that, also something I have never really thought about. Yeah, so, I love this, like, so much. I feel yeah. like, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna end this conversation, and I'm gonna be thinking about it, and then I'm gonna be like, oh my god, wait, there's so much more to talk about. I know! Or I'm gonna listen back and be like, wait, I have a million questions, or something. Yeah, no, I think I'm gonna have to, like, yeah, I'm definitely going to go back and be like, there's some things that I left out. <laughs> but there's something that you kind of have to leave out because of the shame problem. <laughs> <laughs> Where you don't want to feel like... It's not like... Okay, so you can think about like the most horrible thing, like the worst case scenario in a crush in a crush situation is almost like you could like rape them right like, that's like like yeah, not feels... like to say that that's been done right right but like that's like the worst case scenario is like yeah. they're especially like you hear about like the me too movement and like people in the workplace mm-hmm. like that crush energy is also what's like making people yeah. like almost like sexually harass their workers right. like their co-workers 
So it's like that's like the worst case scenario. Right. It's like which viol- like a violation of their you know just even office space or yeah. or a violation of like their body if you're like touch just yeah, even touching putting your, your yeah. hand on their shoulder. And so it's like when and then when do, or when are you crossing that line yeah. into like what's okay or not because. Yeah. If you have a crush on someone that's not into you, then even just talking to them Could is a be. violation. Right. Yeah. But if you have a crush on someone that like also kind of like vibes with you, yeah. you could be flirting with them and they don't even consider it flirting. Right. They just consider it you're talking to them. Right, right. So it's like you always have to like there's always that initial fear of like, am I being like super creepy right now right right. yeah like where is the boundary where the violation would occur yeah Mm. so that's I think that is such an important part of like respecting and honoring the like muse relationship Mm -hmm. is like never going into like the territory where it would become a violation but then it's like you still have all these like emotions that are like just too like just go up to them and make out with them right now. And you're like, no, body, no. <laughs> like, be a normal person. And even it's, like, how much if you are creating, like, you know, a story, for example, or you're putting someone as a character, how much anonymity do you give it versus how much of them, of your perception of them, do you really put in? Yeah. Like, and that, in some ways, feels, at least to me, sometimes, like, ooh, I don't want to, like, violate them by... I need to keep it, like, super anonymous where, like, they would never, yeah. no one would ever be able to tell who it is. Yeah, because I think it's, like, if, if, what I've been trying to do now is, like, if I'm putting them in my story, I'm just keeping their relation, their character's relationship with my character at the same level as my relationship with mm-hmm. them in real life. Like, it feels like it would be a violation to be, like, and then those two characters made out. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Even though, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I want those characters to make out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it's like, yeah, and then it's like, is it really hurting anyone to make the characters do it if you're not really encroaching on their speech? Yeah. But, like, I don't know. But it's then it's, of, maybe it's just situation by situation. Well, and then it sort of goes back to, like, you just, the secrecy level of, like, the idea of them knowing that they were your crush would be just so devastating that you wouldn't want to do anything that could lead to them knowing. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want your character to, like, make out with them or make out with their character in the story because that would give it away. Mm -hmm. Where, like, it goes back to, like, if you were basing it off of somebody in your life that you didn't care about, you could almost, like... Be like, oh, and then I just, like, added a story arc where, like, our characters fell in love, but, like, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, it's just, just the story was going that way. There's yeah. no, like, shame to it. It's so weird when the shame, like, pops up. Yeah, because then what's always, what always it goes back to is, like, you don't know how much the other person considers you an option or, mm-hmm. like, you don't know if it's one-sided or not. Yeah. And I go back to, like, times when I've been someone else's muse or someone else's crush. And there's definitely something energizing where, like, I like hanging out with them. And I enjoy their company. And I do feel, like, creative when I'm around them. But, like, I would never want it to, like, be anything more than that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you have... 
And then it's like, so does my crush feel that same way? Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, do they enjoy talking to me or do they just vibe with everybody? Like, there's some people where you're like, oh, does this person, is this person just like a muse to everybody mm-hmm. that they come across? Or is this like a special like muse artist relationship that right. they have with right. just me? <laughs> yeah, or like, am I just their muse or do they like want to date me? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, maybe they just like find me like interesting or what weird or something. Yeah. But then I'm like, they're interested in me. <laughs> well, and then you go to, like, there's a lot more people now that are, like, going into, like, polyamorous relationships. Yeah. And it's like, are they just handling the muse relationship in a more, like, progressive way where they're like, yeah, like, if I have, like, this, like, crush energy with someone, like, I'm open to it. Like, if they're open to it, like, let's give it a try. Like, even if I'm dating someone mm-hmm. else, like, we can have multiple things going on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Then you're not sublimating it into art, so there's also that drawback. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's the purpose of them? I wonder how much art there would be in the world if, like, people had less sex. Yeah. <laughs> so, or, her, like, sexual partners or something. Like, if they, yeah, if they, like, let it become art. Well, yeah. Like, it. think about it in, like, the Renaissance and it was like a yeah, com- yeah. like really like repressive time period, like repressive sexuality. Then you're getting someone like Shakespeare. <laughs> we need to repress. Yeah, we're just like repress. what kind of great artwork has come out since like the sexual revolution. <laughs> yeah, but it's so true. It just started to be like cans of soup and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sexual partners like (laughs) well that's what I noticed too with like in like music like someone's first album is like all this like pent up sexuality and then like they start like they become bigger they get they have like access to more sexual partners it's like (laughs) then their second album is just like oh okay like what do you what are you even singing about at this point now that you've gotten everything you want (laughs) yeah totally I remember this one guy came up to me, was like, he's like a writing teacher or whatever. I was at a um, coffee shop, like, whatever, and I feel like he invited me to his, like, writing class or something, but at some point he said something like, you're so sad, like, stay sad, and, like, use that for your art or something, and I was like, F you, like, (laughs) I don't want to be sad forever. Yeah, I don't don't know. I wish I knew the answer to that. I can't deny that, like, being sad helps art or, like, (laughs) or just the aspect of having something you want but not being able to get it just creates so much, like, creative energy and, like, the need to do art. But I guess if you think about it, like, if you take it to, like, a spiritual sort of perspective, if we are kind of this, like, spiritual, like, creative energy and we're, like, in these forms and we want to be that, like, kind of pure energy form, yeah. then we'll always have something to want if you want that. Like, if yeah. that's what you want, then you'll always have it because we'll never, until we die. Yeah, like, that's where it's, <laughs> like, like, we'll always be stuck in these, like, weird bodies. Yeah, like, are we, because you could even just 
draw creative energy from yeah like wanting to be whole yeah. with the universe right. <laughs> that's the last thing that's the last, the last thing that we have yeah that's inspiration once money once you don't care about money anymore you don't care about worldly yeah. possessions then you don't care about like sex and yeah partner. yeah because it's just like you keep like even people that get everything they want like they still you're never whole just by the nature of being a human being mm-hmm. But I don't know. Something about that crush energy <laughs> compared to like crushing about being whole with the universe. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can take it to that level, but like the thing about the crush energy is it's also something you can't control. Yeah. Like you can't be like, oh, I want to like take my crush energy and like put it towards like a higher, <laughs> a higher need, like a higher goal. Yeah. Which, because that would be so easy if you could just decide what you're gonna have a crush on or mm-hmm. who, and that's where it's like I don't understand how it works. Like, I was to go back to something I was saying earlier. Like, I was thinking like maybe it's people that you've met in past lives mm-hmm. that you just like for whatever reason have this like karma with, mm-hmm. and you have to work out that karma. And that's why I think like there is like a level of like mutualness to it. Like maybe. They, you guys both sense that you have this karma that you don't fully understand because it's not like necessarily even people that are like very attractive like I've, it's not like oh I'll like meet someone and they're like the most attractive guy and I'm like oh I have a crush on you yeah it's someone that like forever reason I talk to them and I'm just like okay like you're just drawn to them for we're whatever just, yeah. yeah and sometimes it is there is a problem, definitely, of, like, having a crush on, like, a super hot guy, and you're like, I know that it's just never gonna be a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where I think, like, that's why you get, like, muses typically are considered, like, hot young women Mm -hmm. that, like, the older creepy artists would, like, (laughs) never be able to get. Like, there's definitely an aspect of it that is, like, their level of attractiveness, which I think also creates a shame feeling Mm -hmm. of like it's like you're insecure because you think like oh I'll never be able to get this person because of like x y and z like I have these like genetic factors that like make (laughs) me look a certain way they have these genetic factors that make them look super hot it's just this is the way the cards are on the table like this is the hand I was dealt this is the hand they were dealt like we're never it's never going to be possible like (laughs) so I think there is like a level of like insecurity to it yeah yeah the insecurity and like just the which is just like the unknowing too yeah yeah because it's like maybe they Maybe they could see past that and, like, see that you guys have a connection, but... <laughs> right, that's, like, part of it, is, like, I feel like in Crush, is there's always a little bit of hope. Yeah! Like, if, I know, if they come up to me and they're like, look, I'm not interested in you, then yeah! most of the time I'll be like, okay. But if they don't explicitly say that, yeah! <laughs> then there's always a little bit of hope. <laughs> that's, like, part of the reason why there's so much secrecy around the Crush is because, like... You never really want to have a conversation that would lead to them being like, 
No, I would never right, want to be with that you. That would kill it. That would kill the crush. They can give me as many hints as they want that they're not into it. Yeah, as, <laughs> as long, long as, as they don't say it. Yeah, as long as it's still up for interpretation. Because <laughs> I think something that like the crushy, like the person that's being crushed on, they'll do. They'll like. Even if they don't want it to be a full relationship, they might still like the attention. Mm-hmm. So they'll drop little little breadcrumbs. Yeah. They'll like throw you a bone every once in a while to be like, no, like keep having a crush on me. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, because it's like, and I've even talked to my therapist about crushes a little bit, and he's like, well, like, what if you just, like, went up to them and, like, you know, express how you feel, because then at least you would know if they were into you, too, and, like, if not, then you can move on. Right. But it's like, do you want to move on yeah, and from the crush feeling? Yeah. Yeah, and if you want to be in a relationship, then that's one thing, but if you just want to, like, live in it. Yeah, like, that's why it's, like, reframing it as muses is, like, you can have muses that, like, you'll never date, and that'll just be, like, there at the same time that you can, like, try dating people. Mm -hmm. But then you're always sort of looking for someone who will have such a, like, magnetism that they'll, like diminish your crush energy (laughs) like when I I had like a really big crush like in my first years of college and I was like nothing could ever destroy this crush (laughs) and then I met my like first college boyfriend and just meeting him and feeling his magnetism and just feeling how like mutual it was I looked over at my crush and I felt like I was seeing them for the first time as, like, who they really were without the, like, magical crush energy, (laughs) like, making them this person that I, like, like, idolized. Mm -hmm. So there's an aspect of that where it's, like, that's what makes me wonder if, like, I'm projecting some of myself onto the crush. Because, like, when you go into a relationship that allows you to, like, break the crush energy, and then you see the person for who they really are, it's almost, like, this feeling of, like, how did I, how, I spent years of my life having a crush on this person, and now I feel nothing for them. (laughs) So that's kind of, like, I have the crushes that I'm crushing on now going on, and I'm also dating, but I feel, like, if I find that person that, like, diminishes my crush energy, then I'll know they're the one for me. (laughs) As you can hear in the episode, this conversation blew my mind. Nikki was able to articulate things about infatuation and crushes that resonated so much with me. I never had a relationship until I was 25, and that's because I was caught in this pattern of unrequited crushes. So being able to talk about it in a different context with someone who knew so specifically the experience I've had countless times in my life was so refreshing and even healing. I hope that if you also have this experience, this conversation offered you some perspective and new ways of looking at it. If anything, it's nice to know we're not alone. Nikki has a web series coming out in 2020. To find out how to access it or to follow her other art projects, check out the show notes. And if you like this podcast, please leave a rating and review wherever you're listening.